We use our phones for everything at this point, and I am absolutely guilty of that. I look up recipes on my phone. I meal plan on my phone. I use my GPS, even though I know where I'm going. (laughs) (laughs) But did you know that you can also use your phone for some sexy me time? Don't worry. Your fantasies are safe with Dipsy. Just don't forget to use your headphones. Dipsy is an app full of hundreds of short, sexy audio stories designed by women for women. They bring scenarios to life with immersive soundscapes and realistic characters. Discover stories about second chance romances, adventurous vacation flings, and hot and heavy hookups. And there's a growing library of fantasy series with vampires, Greek gods, and fairy smut to explore the bounds of your pleasure. New content is released every week, so in between listening to your favorite stories again and again, you can always find something new to explore. They also have soothing sleep stories, wellness sessions, and sexy written stories to read. Let Dipsy be your go-to place to spice up your me time. Explore your fantasies, relax and unwind, or even heat things up with a partner. For listeners of our show, Dipsy is offering an extended 30-day free trial when you go to dipsystories.com slash justbreakup. That's 30 days of full access for free when you go to dipsystories.com slash justbreakup dipsystories.com slash just break up. Welcome to Just Break Up, the podcast about love, heartbreak, and all the relationship advice you don't want to hear. My name is Sierra DeMulder. And I'm Sam Blackwell. And today we're going to answer a letter from somebody who wants to know if she should move to another state with her partner. Before we begin, we just want to give you our Surgeon General's warning, which is that Sierra and I are not licensed mental health practitioners. And also, I have only moved to one other state in my life. So take that with a grain of salt. (laughs) (laughs) I have packed up my life into a rented minivan more times than I would like to admit here. But that does not mean I'm a professional. Sam and I are not pros. We're not trained in any of this. So please take our advice as you see fit. We're only here to offer our humble musings to hopefully shed some understanding and maybe some laughs on the incredibly rewarding but mostly confusing experience that is love. All right. Today's letter comes from one of Sierra's favorite names that has ever come through our letter submission box. Because I'm a child. Yeah. (laughs) Which is Areola Grande, which is... It's just so simple and so dumb (laughs) that I love it. It's fantastic. It would be a great drag name. Yes. All right. Areola's pronouns are she, her, and she is writing from Georgia. Hi. So in my first... So I'm in my first real relationship, and we've been together for a year. We are both 23 in a non-monogamous relationship. After getting to know each other for about six months, we were long distance for five months while we first started dating. But she moved back to our home state of Georgia because her out-of-state job ended. My partner, she, her, is preparing to go to grad school out of state or possibly the country for five to six years. At first, I said I would move with her hypothetically, but after some thought, I wasn't as sure. This past year has been really wonderful and I would like to continue dating, but I also feel like we don't know each other well enough yet to make me... But I also feel like we don't know each other well enough for me to take such a big step and move. I did want to move out of state growing up, but a lot of things have changed over the years, and I think if she weren't leaving, I would probably stay here for a few more years. I was depressed all through college, so it's still a bit hard to imagine a future for myself. 
in this year that we've dated, we've only argued once, which I don't know if it's a good or a bad thing. It was very recent and it feels like we're still recovering from it. But when we talked about it, I brought up the fact that she's eventually moving and I wasn't sure if I wanted to come with her. Our fight was mostly due to her dealing with a lot of stress and change right now and our communication just kept getting worse. Eventually we talked it out, but we still have to decide how we want to handle stress in general when we're together. But I can't stop thinking about moving. It feels weird to plan dates and enjoy the moment when it feels like this decision is looming over us. Each time we've talked about moving, we both have said it feels like we're breaking up. It's just quiet. I think it's also just awkward because these are still some of the first conflicts we've ever navigated together. About the stress, she's trying to determine if this is a good time for her to be in a relationship like this, or if the communication and work is just too much amid grad school applications, work stress, and finding a new job. On top of that, she is still processing emotions from a previous relationship. I didn't realize how much was still weighing on her until this recent fight because she was referencing things I'd never heard before. There is a lot she doesn't want to repeat, but I feel like there's a lot I don't know about how she felt about the relationship, and I'm not sure if she has the space to deal with it now. About the moving, there are some places where she is considering that I have considered moving to in the future. I'm just scared to move for a relationship this new. If we stayed together, she would be moving by the time we'd been together two years. And I know I wouldn't want to move in together because I would want us to develop our own feelings and community outside of each other. And cohabitating just seems like too much pressure on an already pressure-filled situation. We have considered breaking up and trying again in a few years, doing long distance for the first year or two she's out there, and then me moving out there until she finishes the program, breaking up now and reconsidering in a year or so, or staying long distance the entire time. But the conversation just seems to be going nowhere, and breaking up feels like the easiest option. But I am mostly just afraid of moving and breaking up there and then forever associating the city and everyone I met there with our relationship. Or that when her program is done, one of us may want to stay and the other may want to leave. Or harboring doubt or resentment that I moved for someone else before I really figured out what I wanted for myself. I do love her, but I think we both have a lot go of growing to do on our own. And the more I write, the more I feel like space might be the answer since she is dealing with so much at once. But I can't but I know I can't decide that for her. I remember this podcast because of Ciro and Willow's story. So I know separating and reconnecting can work out sometimes. I'm just scared the circumstances won't be better, any better in the future. And I don't feel ready to let go of the loving relationship we started. What do you think? All right, my darling Ariola. I, I, Thank you for writing this question and for trusting us with this letter and for listening. I know you're in one of those really tricky crossroads um, that is going to happen again and again in your life where you, you know, we're kind of raised to believe that every decision will be clear that there'll be a right or a wrong or that our intuition will kick in or whatever, but it's just so much more complicated than that. And it sounds like you're at this tricky crossroads where it's like, do you move? Do you stay together and do long distance? Do you break up? None of those answers feel good. That's what I want to acknowledge is that none of the options right now feel good. Um, and we're going to talk about how to deal with that, how to move forward when there's no clear right or wrong or no sense of, um, you know, there's no relief. <laughs> um, 
how to move forward, how to communicate uh, with your partner during this um, uncertain time. But first, we're going to take a very quick break. All right, y'all know that Sam and I record every single episode of Just Break Up virtually. So I literally see this beautiful person on Zoom like multiple times a week. And every time Sam pops up into Zoom, I comment on their outfit. And I swear, like 99% of the time, I'm like, oh my God, that outfit is so cute. Where did you get it? Sam says quince. You too can upgrade your wardrobe with luxury essentials at unbeatable prices. Quince is here to transform the way you shop with a range of high quality items priced within reach. That's right. They have 100% Mongolian cashmere sweaters for $50, organic cotton sweaters, washable silk tops, and timeless 14 karat gold jewelry. And the best part, all Quince items are priced 50 to 80% less than similar brands. By partnering directly with top factories, Quince cuts out the cost of the middle person and passes that saving on to us. And Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing practices and and premium fabrics and finishes. I love that. Y'all have heard me talk about my leather bag that I use as both a laptop bag and a diaper bag. And I love it because (laughs) (laughs) honestly, it looks really cute in every single circumstance that I use it. Indulge in affordable luxury. Go to quince.com slash just break up for free shipping on your order and 365 day returns. That's Q-U-I-N-C-E dot com slash just break up to get free shipping and 365 day returns. Quince.com slash just break up. All right, head and heart workers, you know, I'm all about tackling our money shame and becoming fiscally empowered, regardless of how much money we make or how much debt we have. I think it's such a crucial step in our own self-acceptance and empowerment. That's why I love that today's episode is sponsored by Rocket Money. Rocket Money is a personal finance app that finds and cancels your unwanted subscriptions, monitors your spending, and helps lower your bills. With Rocket Money, you can see all of your subscriptions in one place. And if you see something you don't want, you can just cancel it with a tap. You never have to get on the phone with customer service. They'll even try to get you a refund for the last couple of months of wasted money and negotiate to lower your bills for you by up to 20%. All you have to do is take a picture of your bill and Rocket Money takes care of the rest. Rocket Money has over 5 million users and has helped save its members an average of $720 a year with over $500 million in canceled unwanted subscriptions. And listen, we always talk to you about like conflict styles and open and honest communications, but honestly, save your energy and get Rocket Money to cancel those subscriptions for you. <laughs> Stop wasting yeah. you money. You don't need to practice that. Yeah. <laughs> we don't need to do head and heart work with like customer service representatives. You know what I mean? Like just like... Use the middle person. (laughs) Just get Rocket Money in there to help you do what you need to do. Stop wasting money on things you don't use. Cancel your unwanted subscriptions by going to rocketmoney.com slash justbreakup. That's rocketmoney.com slash justbreakup. Rocketmoney.com slash justbreakup. All right, everyone. Welcome back. Um, Yeah, I mean, I love what Sierra said before the break about like so many of the decisions that we make um 
in our lives are way more messy than just like what is your major going to be? <laughs> you know what I mean? And I'm speaking yeah. about this specifically thinking and about even that is a really <laughs> hard thing. That was fraught, for sure. Um, no, I'm thinking about this in, in the way that I experienced like leaving college into this idea of like navigating through like a, a broader world than just my college experience. And this craving that I had when I was like 22 or 23 to be like, okay, but like, can you just tell me the courses I'm supposed to take to get the outcome that I need, right? Like, could somebody just like come and be like, yes, absolutely. You take this one and this one and this one, and then you have an English major and like, everything's really great. And, and so much of like my experience of life outside of, you know, like that academic space was that like the decisions that we make around what our lives look like, who we're with, what our careers are, are so much less clear and so much more dependent on context and circumstance and what's available to us and what's not available to us. And I think one of the things that I've had to do is really kind of lean into and embrace the idea that I will almost never know what the right or best thing to do in any circumstances, right? Like so much of it is like, like this vibe of like, just like fuck around and find out, right? This thing of like, you just got to try stuff and see what works and see what doesn't. And then when things don't work, try something different. And that's really hard to say when it's like, when we're sort of in this moment of like, what is the next step of our relationship, right? Like, will this lead to the big future that I want with this person? Like all of that is really understandable and fraught. And also my experience is that so much of relationship is actually about like, what is the the sort of decision-making look like about what's happening next week or the month after that? And so fewer yes. about, or so much less often about like, what does three years down the line look for look like for us? Because yes. whenever I have yeah. thought about and tried to plan for things three years down the line, shit happens, right? And it, it invariably looks different than the three years down the line I thought it was going to look like because of all yes. of the different circumstances that have come up from family members dying to pandemics to people losing their jobs to, right? Like all of this stuff that that I, sp I spent so much time fretting about trying to create the circumstances for the exact right solution and recognizing the yeah. fact that like, I will never be able to get to that solution without also having to make a bunch of like game time decisions about what's happening and living more in the game yeah. time moment to moment decisions actually helps manage my own <laughs> mental health and also like the, I think the strength and quality of my relationship because we're not hyper fixated on something that may never happen and instead sort of trying to figure out how are we being together today and working towards goals that we share in this in this particular moment yeah and it's hard I mean this is way harder than Sam and I are musing right now because we know there's a ton of emotions and longing and, you know, daydreams about this relationship wrapped up in this. You know, I, I just want you to relieve yourself of the pressure that there's somehow a right and a wrong decision to happen here. Cause I see yourself, I see you doing the math of like, okay, well, if we break up now, or if I don't move with my partner now, I'm dooming us, you know, even bringing up me and Willow, my, my wife and I dated a million years ago and then we reconnected and got married, even bringing up that, 
that is implying of like, well, what if we break up, but this, that good outcome doesn't happen? You know what I mean? What if it was the wrong decision and we never fulfill the relationship we were supposed to be in? Well, then you weren't supposed to be in that relationship. You know, there's no right or wrong decision. And I know that's really hard to internalize when feelings are involved, not just yours, but potentially your partner. But I want to say, I want, I want you to really try to practice, you know, breathing, breathing that in because then you are, then you don't have to wrestle so much in your head with the potential outcomes of said decision, because you're, you're, you're relieved of them, right? Like not that we are, we are free of all of our consequences, but it's like, you know, you you don't have to fret anymore about, uh, taking the wrong path and then, you know, whatever I'm getting a little off track, but I want to go back to the letter and say a couple things that I just observed in it. Sam and I both agreed prior to recording that it sounds like you don't want to move. And we really want to affirm that and say, that's okay. It is a hundred percent okay for you to choose to stay in an environment and a location and the foundation that you've built over moving with the relationship. Even if you love that relationship, even if you love that partner, that is absolutely reasonable. And in fact, I think a lot of people do a ton of, let's just say excessive sacrificing to, to, to keep that happy relationship going. Do you know what I mean? But we are our foundations of ourselves. It's not just the relationship holding it, you up. It's your community. It's your location. It's the history you have. It's your, you know, it's your coworkers. It's your sense of self. You know, it's your confidence that you have in this city all of these different pillars are holding you up right now. So we can't just prioritize that one pillar of this happy, healthy relationship. Um, So just affirming, like, sounds like you don't want to move. Sam and I think that's a great idea. Okay, so you don't want to move. How do you navigate this relationship moving forward? I just want to say really quickly that you sit towards the end of your letter after you're talking about, like, um, your partner's stress and and, and this potential move and whatnot, you say, the more I write, the more I feel like space just might be the answer since she's dealing with so much, but I know I can't decide that for her. But I just want to say, you can decide that for yourself. Just, just a general reminder that you have agency in here. And that just because your partner is the one that is doing the the physical leaving of the city doesn't mean that person is in charge with the future of your relationship. You have agency in this. And if you feel like things aren't working or if you feel like you don't want to move or if you want it to look like X, Y, and Z, you can voice those things. You can be the one who initiates the hard conversations. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. And also like you don't have to decide right now. And cause you Mm -hmm. know, like you are at a point where it sounds like she's going to be moving perhaps in a year or nine months or something like that, right? Like I know that the ambiguity of it is causing you both to have some feelings. And I want to say, of course it is because ambiguity causes us to have some feelings, right? Like ambiguity is uncomfortable, but just because we're uncomfortable doesn't necessarily mean that something is going wrong. And so what I would encourage you to do with your partner is to continue to talk about how this like looming big change is making you both feel in this relationship. 
right? Because it's okay to talk about this kind of stuff. It's, it doesn't mean that there's something fundamentally wrong with your relationship for you both to name out loud to each other. I'm struggling because of this big ambiguous thing that's happening in a year, right? Doesn't mean that I don't want to be with you. Doesn't mean that I don't love you. Doesn't mean that we're like incompatible in some, some like horrible way or we're treating each other poorly. Right. But of course you both are probably uncomfortable or, you know, questioning because of the realities of this circumstance. And you can decide what that means for you going forward. Right. Like it's okay to continue dating and not know what's going to happen in a year. It's okay. Right. Like, I mean that, like, I mean that honestly and sincerely, not in like a, like get over it way, but like, like in a way of like, I'm trying to hold you and say like, it is okay that you don't know, right? Like it, it, you are safe in this not knowing it is not a, it, you are not going to be like caught unawares by the fact that this is happening, or you're not making some huge mistake by not deciding right now what you want to be doing over the course of the next year. It is okay to not know. And it's okay to decide later. And it's okay to be ambiguous about it, right? Like all of that is okay. Um, Cause I know that for me, it, there are those places where it feels like, oh, I have to make a decision. And if I'm not, then I'm not like working towards some goal. And that that's not what's happening here, right? Like you all are in a relationship that seems to be working really well and a relationship that can offer you both some practice building your muscles, talking about uncomfortable things with each other. And I think that that's wonderful and delightful and great. And, and it's okay if that's all that it is right now. And it, it doesn't need to be like, remember, like we're not all on relationship escalators. Like we're not all moving towards the same goal. It's okay if your goal is to see what happens over the course of the next year. It doesn't have to be, we get married and have kids and move into a house and, and retire together. It, those, that's one option that we've been told is the only, but it's one of many different options that are, that are healthy and functional and helpful and good. And, and I want you to be able to hold some of that and and build up your capacity to be able to hold that with each other, hold that dis that amb ambiguity, hold that discomfort in relationship. Because guess what? No matter what relationship you're in, even if you have shared alignment on every single goal that you want, you're still going to have to figure out how to have difficult, challenging conversations with each other about the ambiguity of the future, because that's never going away. I totally agree. And, and this is all really tricky. I'll, I'll throw in a Sam, of course, you know, of course, this is, this is challenging right now. This is your first relationship. It's so far been a really happy one, but you've got this sort of looming end date, you know, where, where you have to like shit or get off the pot or like move your entire life and commit or fall into the nebulousness that is long distance relationships at 23, you know, um, <laughs> that's real. Yeah. That's a lot. That's a lot. So take care of yourself, provide some extra compassion, some extra, of course, I'm feeling stressed. Of course, this is a difficult time. Um, and, uh, communicate with compassion for yourself and your partner over the next coming months. Uh, I totally agree with Sam. This doesn't have to be decided right now and can be decided over a course of several conversations, several months. You know, you can feel it out. You can see what feels good. Mm. Um, and just to reiterate, my number one piece of advice from this is that I 
am coming to really realize in my life right now that there are some decisions out there in which there not no option feels good mm. and you're going to seek the good. You're going to seek what feels good. You're going to seek, okay, well, there just has to be another option that feels better than this. And there just might not be. And that, that isn't a sign that you're doing something wrong. So yep. with that in mind, good luck. Thank you for trusting us with this letter. We hope it helps. Absolutely. We love you. All right, everyone. Thank you so much for listening. If you want more content from us or if you would like ad-free episodes, you can support us on Patreon. If you support us on Patreon for as little as $5 a month, you'll get an additional bonus weekly episode. That's patreon.com slash justbreakuppod. You can slide into our DM, send us your favorite relationship meme, but most importantly, you can submit your questions about all matters of the heart at justbreakuppod.com, which is also where you can find our merchandise. Please remember to like, follow, subscribe, give us a five-star rating and review. This literally keeps our mics on and helps us reach more brokenhearted souls who need two random strangers giving them relationship advice. Just Break Up is a production of Duvid Media, original music, recording, editing, all magical things by our good friend, Spencer Worth Davis. Make sure to check out his podcast and remember your needs deserve to be met as much as anybody else's. Your feelings matter, your comfort matters, and people around you do care about what you have to say, what you feel, what your experiences experiencing. People can love you while you're struggling. People can love you while you're uncertain. And if all else fails, just break up. <laughs>